The song is uh, The Apple Don't Fall Don't Fall Too Far From uh, The Tree. It's uh, the story of uh, the father and son du- duo uh, Gerald and Eddie Livet. It's from the album Father and Son. And I think it poignantly leads us into the conversation that uh, we are about to have. And I did say I'll read a bit of that article that influenced uh, the decision that uh, we made to uh, talk about the issues of absent fathers in South Africa. Uh, the article was uh, written by Husiame Masike on IOL. Please try and find it because I'll read just a mere uh, two and a half or three paragraphs of it. And um, uh, the article is titled Absent Fathers, Crime and the Stigma of Being a Single Father by Husiame Masike. And it reads, I recently had the opportunity to visit several schools in Gauteng. When I stood up and asked a small group of children about the experience of having a father in their lives, many met me with blank stares. They simply didn't have a response because they were not growing up with one. They had never had a consistent father by their side. The figures back this up. According to Statistics South Africa, half of all children in the country don't live with their biological fathers. My experience working in the correctional services space has taught me about the far-reaching implications of this absent fathers and crime. There's a clear link between the access and relationship children have with their fathers and how likely they are to commit a crime either as a child or later in life. Studies have shown that youths with the highest incarceration rates are those who never had a father living with them. Among female inmates, more than half come from absent father homes. And uh, read the article. As I said, it's written by Husiame Masike. And uh, Husiame is uh, one of our two guests as we start this conversation that uh, we are having around the issue of absent fathers in a contentious, with it being a contentious matter and it also being a deeply entrenched uh, in the fiber of the South African societal landscape. So today we wanted to take a moment to discuss the underlying factors, uh, examine the implications, and consider potential avenues for meaningful change. Husiame Masike, as I said, is the head of the Hotlines Department at uh, Correctional Services Unit, and he wrote that piece uh, that I read a little bit of. And Zane Mies is the founder of uh, the Fatherhood Foundation of South Africa. So maybe instead, uh, because I just read uh, Husiame's piece a little bit, Zane, uh, let me start with you and Good morning. Uh, what do you consider the underlying factors of the state of fatherlessness in South Africa? Good morning, Zane. Good morning, good morning, and thank you so much for having me on the show. And uh, it's a very, very vital and important topic we're discussing today. <laughs> and uh, I just want to c- correct one of the statistics you mentioned then, is that um, two-thirds of homes are fatherless at the moment, not half two-thirds. That means more children are now growing up without the influence of a male authority figure in the house, with the father figure in the house, you know. So mums have have been forced to play two roles. They've got to play mummy and daddy. They've got to to stand in the gap where where the father has been. And they're not, you know, women aren't designed that way. Women aren't meant to do that Mm. by themselves. And so this is the problem we're sitting with. And I'm so glad that we're also talking today about single dads because they're the, the minority 
of fathers who are standing up and taking responsibility mm-hmm. uh, uh, and, and, and standing in the gap where the mothers are possibly uh, absent. And so, so, so I'm, I'm really glad that we are, we are talking about this. I, of course, have written a book called Daddy Come Home mm-hmm. about fathers, the importance of dads in the house and why fathers are so important and what the definition of father really is, you know. The definition of father is, is, is so many things when you look at it. But ultimately, what we, what we came down to is that he, he is the founder of a lifestyle. The lifestyle we enjoy as a family, as individuals, as a nation, is because of the father that we have that is presiding over our family. Mothers are important, as I said, and we thank God for those mothers who have to play two roles. We take our hats off to them. But the importance of fathers cannot be under under overstated i should say cannot be overstated really yeah and you know uh let me bring you in uh and uh, you know start obviously with uh, your thinking i know you're a single father and we'll we'll get into that as uh the conversation unfolds uh start with the article that you wrote where you you know definitively said uh the absence of fathers in many ways ends up being so intrinsically linked uh to children growing up and getting into crime I think we Husiame I think we uh lost uh, Husiame uh we 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 are we are currently redialing uh Husiame uh, tell me about your book and the research uh while we wait for Husiame to join the conversations uh, Zane tell me about the research process that went into writing your book well, I, I, I came about uh, into fatherhood and writing the book through the fact that as a celebrity, you know, um, <laughs> uh, us actors get invited to these events and stuff. And I've always noticed that there were more women and children at the events. Mm. And then wondering where are the men? Where are all the men? Then I also have a situation in my family where three of my sisters are single parents. Mm. So I've got to go now. Men are making babies, but they're not around. And so I went and did research. I went and looked at specifically uh, South Africa's uh, fatherless situation. And I went and looked at, at, uh, at research papers by people in the University of KwaZulu-Natal and Fitch University and so on, and, 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 and just sourced books, uh, um, even international books, about the problem of fatherhood and discovered that it's a pandemic. It's a pandemic that's that affects us in every aspect of, of our society. You mentioned that um, uh, boys in particular who are in prison come from single-parent homes. Mm. But the problem that we have with teenage pregnancy is exactly the same thing. Mm. The problem that we have with gang violence is exactly the same thing because boys will join gangs because they don't belong to a gang called family led by a leader called father. Mm. You know, uh, uh, the, the, so so the gang problem, the drug abuse problem, teenage suicide, is directly uh, linked to the absence of father and authority figures in the home. So 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 this 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 pandemic, as I call it, is a very real thing, and it doesn't worry what race you are, what economic status you are. It 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 just affects everyone. I think we're going to talk today about. Uh, um, um, and I loved what uh, um, Hoshiyama wrote in that article. In, 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 and I want to kick off with the point by saying that more fathers, I want you to hear, more than the gifts you give your children, more than the money you give them, 
They need your physical presence. They need in their you. Lives. Everybody yes, needs their know, dad in their life. That's correct. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, we've got we've got Husiame back. We've got him back. Okay, yes, great. we we have Husiame back. Good morning, Husiame, and and, and uh, welcome. Let Let's talk about the learnings that uh, you took. Uh, you know, from uh, your uh, work with the Department of Correctional Services and how you intrinsically came to the conclusion that the absence of the fathers in many ways ends up linking these young children or these young vulnerable minds into a life of crime. Good morning. Hi, morning all. Yes, thank you for the opportunity and thanks for the guest that he, he really summed up most of the things that we as hotlines we're talking about as we want to encourage fathers to be actively, positively present in the lives of their children. And uh, from what you're asking me, we have been touring the country. We've been in all the nine regions of the country and uh, in all the correctional centers. But answering your question, yes, we visited a few schools, especially in Houghton, and we discovered that most of the young people uh, you can see that they are from the broken families, head, 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 house, household, head, but the houses that are led by children, as you know that, uh, I want to use the correct term, unfortunately, this English is running away from me. But having said that, we, we have discovered that uh, most of the children, they have lost confidence, they are into crime, they do think like some of the things that our guest spoke about, teenage pregnancy is one of the things, and then uh, talk abuse and substance abuse is one of the things. And then you can see all these things are happening because of this father who is not present. For an example, even myself, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a grown-up man now today, and I, could, I know the impact of not having a father in my life because I grew up without a father, and then there were a lot of things that happened during that course. Uh, uh, for an example, like a, a, I, when you, you are a boy transiting from a boy being a, a man, there are a lot of things that are taking place there. And then they need a father. They don't need any other person. Mm. And then that is why we talk about social fathers, that hotlines preaching out there. These are the social fathers that we are saying they must take that part the gap that is open, they must come in and take that part of being father to those, even though a child is not a biological child, mm. but as a social father, you can take that role to be a father. For an example, I wa- uh, when I transitioned from being a boy to be a man, I told the wrong person uh, that process, you know, and that person, uh, he, 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 he nearly killed my confidence, he nearly killed and my being as a person, mm. because once you know that the whole street, because we've got principles in all the streets that we are living in, these are the people that we are looking up to, these are the people that they inspire us. Mm. But unfortunately, principles that they decided to tell the whole street that as we see Jose Amikrowi has been transiting from being a man to uh, from being a boy to be a man, now Jose I can put it in Zulu. Say that come, Amanda Khusiyani. These are the things that, and, and I'm sure it was people. so embarrassing uh, for for that to be made public uh, when you thought that you were uh, confiding in someone privately. 
Exactly, because for me it was like this is the person I trust, is the person that is trusted by the community. Mm. I can trust this person, but unfortunately, before end of the day, everyone knew that Hussein can impregnate a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, you know, uh, when we examine, because this is now looking at the, the from the children's pe- perspective and the impact uh, that being fatherless has on the children. Zane spoke about having sisters who are single parent and reminded me that uh, it's actually two thirds of uh, the population of children in South Africa that are growing up without their fathers. Do we know what the fathers who don't participate in fathering their children say is the reason why? Because two thirds is practically uh, the overwhelming majority of uh, children in South Africa grow up without their fathers. Their fathers do exist. They're there somewhere. We can't say all the fathers are dead or, you know, why are the fathers choosing not to participate in the process of raising their children? Well, as we know some of the things mostly, let me just quote one of the major things that we have discovered. We discovered the issue of this cultural practice that we have as Africans where we are saying, mm-hmm. And then this is some of the things that really you find that fathers are not present because of this cultural practice mm-hmm. where they have to pay in Kaulu. You are a father, you are not working. That means you can't have access because culturally, before you were born in Tuana, in Zulu, but you in Kaulu because you pull umtana away to Inyao. And in that process, it hinders, it really it hinders fathers to be present because you find that father can afford that father is not working and then the reality of the our the, the the reality of our economic condition in the country we can see that mostly it looks like it favors women because now you can see most of fathers are not working and then you can see there's a big shift even in the decision making in the household the, the, I like when they put it in politics, but balance of forces, even within the, the, the families. When the other is working, when the mother is working, but the father is not working, mm-hmm. automatically even it affects the decision-making. It affects how, because I like what the, 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 whole, uh, the, the other guest said, because he, 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 naturally fathers were meant to direct, to give guidance, and to be providers. And then once that has been taken away because of the economic conditions that we find ourselves in, and then you tell me tomorrow that I have to go to, to pay in cloud whilst I can't even afford, these are some of the things that white fathers are not present. And then the other thing white fathers are not present is that a, they call it a, um, a nuclear family is not a norm in our culture, mm-hmm. where we find that fathers, uh, and mothers, we, we, we didn't, we, we no longer seen that, you know, where we've got family, a structured family. And then again, we see fathers uh, being not there. The other reason is that they don't even have knowledge on how to be parents. Mm. And then the other thing why they, they are not present, you find this, this thing we call co-parenting. And then this is what, this is some of the things that we, it has to be an issue on its own and discuss lengthy on it. Because I do experience it, I'm living it, I'm doing it with the mother of my child. 
I know why even in my church they said sex before marriage is a sin. I, I didn't know by then why, what did they mean. But now I see that why we are saying sex before marriage is a sin. We have to go back to the basics and preach these things from the early age. That is why when we go to these schools, we preach that sex before marriage, that's where we start. And then before we can say, let's leave out these values that we are preaching about. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I, it does it vary, Zane, from culture to culture, uh, because I'm, I'm not sure whether, for example, in a, you know, a colored environment or a white environment, the same cultural practices uh, are imposed. Because, for example, in African culture, what Khusiyami is talking about is uh, a practice that basically says if a child is conceived out of wedlock, uh, there's um, an, an, an exchange of an amount of money. Uh, that has to happen between the families from the man's family to the woman's family that is sort of an acknowledgement and and that acknowledgement is driven around the fact that this child is born out of wedlock and as a result of the child being born out of of wedlock there's a sort of a quote unquote apology process that has to happen between the families but is it the same in other cultures what has been your experience and I'm trying to uh, you know, assess whether or not uh, the culture in itself, uh, particularly African culture, as Khusiyame has articulated, is impeding access and has is forgetting the importance of the child over the culture. I would say it differs from 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 culture to culture, obviously, um, but there's a there's a there's a common thread that goes through for me. Uh, in this fatherless issue is the cycles that we are caught in, whether it's cultural, mm. whether it's learned cycles, whether it's, um, for example, if, if I grew up without a father and I don't know how to be a dad, the chances that my child is going to be without a father are very strong mm. because no one is showing me the ropes. No one is giving me the blueprint of family, of how families operate, mm. of how fathers are meant to be in the home. I know so many women who come to me and say, please, when you teach my husband to be a father in the house, he's there because he doesn't want to be absent like his father was. But he's so also he not there. The TV, he might as well be absent because he's not doing anything. He's mm. not even involved in the family. Mm. And he's become the silent the silent witness in the family. You talk to him and you ask him, Tati, how are you doing? And he just goes, mm. You know, mm. that's his answer. Mm, that's that's what he thinks manhood and, and being a man and father is all about. You don't show emotion. You're just there and you shout at the kids. And there's, no, there's, there's, there's no reciprocal love. There's no guidance. There's none of that because he's never been taught. Mm. And that, I find, is the common thread with, with, with fathers. You know, in that book that I wrote, Daddy Come Home, there's a, a chapter called The Adulterous Father. And it's not about fathers having affairs with other women. Mm-hmm. It's fathers having affairs with their jobs, their churches, their careers, and that, and, 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 and putting more emphasis on that and neglecting a family. You know, there are pastors who, for example, in a church will have a board meeting on a Monday, a hospital visitation on a Tuesday, a prayer meeting Thursday, Wednesday, and so on and so on. They call the shepherds of the church, but they, there's a family growing up without a shepherd at home. So, so it's the prior, it's it's different different cultures and different scenarios that are causing this. Uh, uh, so it sounds like across the culture, across the cultures, we never prioritize the children, and and that is uh, that is generally the common theme. So, 
what are the avenues the you know the potential avenues that we can uh, you know start to engage in as a society that has a desire to make a drastic change because we've figured out that it, it's not good for anybody uh, for any child anywhere to grow up without a father and all of these imperatives never really prioritize their children they prioritize other things than the process of raising the children and we also know that it's dangerous for children to grow up in societies where they're fatherless because ultimately it ends up leading them astray. So then what do we do, Husiem? Where do we where do we start in terms of, you know, redefining new potential avenues that allows for us to prioritize the children as opposed to all of these other things? Okay, I, I, I missed your question. Can you please uh, paraphrase it for me, please. I'm saying what are the potential avenues for change? What can we do? What should we start doing to make sure that in the society that we live in, the priority is first and foremost the children, as opposed to us and the cultures and all of the other things that come with life? I think simply uh, it's just to go back to the basics. Let's go back where it started, because uh, even when creation was done by God, uh, it was obvious that men were were were, were created to 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 give direction and to lead. And then, unfortunately, we find ourselves where men have ran away from their responsibilities. The only thing I can say, we have to go back to the basics, and then again create a space of healing, because I believe that many men are wounded. That is why they say a wounded man can raise a, a, a wounded child. Because once we are, you can't address these things, uh, uh, we, we, there's no way we can go uh, without addressing them and talking about these things. And then creating platforms for men to come through. Like, for example, we do have, uh, we create co- uh, 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 platforms in our churches where we go into churches and create, we call these things, in vivos amatos or they connect groups within the church and say, let's empower the church and go to the community and talk about these issues affecting men because there's a lot that is happening there. As you know that when you grow up, we're told that tigers don't cry. Mm. When a man cries, it's a taboo. Uh, when a man doesn't pay a, a, a girlfriend allowance. Nowadays, there are a lot of things that have changed. We are talking about girlfriend allowance, whereby if you're a man, you can't provide or give your girlfriend money, you are not man enough. These are the things that, uh, as men, we have to find a way on how to engage one another and teach one another uh, uh, in order for, for the betterment and the growth of our children. Yeah. Uh, We invited our listeners to send voice notes on the subject. I hope you both have pens and note what they've had to say, and then we continue our conversation in a short while. Let's hear what they had to say. Uh, Morning. For the purpose of uh, peace, um, I'm not going to get too much into the reasons that I believe everybody knows why most fathers are not in their children's lives. Um, I'm saying this because uh, I personally grew up without a father and um, along the, I never heard his side of the story though, but along the way I've learned that now there's a possibility that um, the man was not necessarily guilty for not being there. He was just um, a product of circumstances. 
but uh, to add on to that um, being a father is, is one of the blissful things that um, any man can can have in his life and um, I've always been giving myself props and uh, credit for trying and pushing and being one and I don't wait for anybody else to tell me that I know that I do a good job I know that now where my failures are I do accept them thank you very much good day KJ and the listeners I would die basically to see my four kids I'm just worried that ladies nowadays use kids as weapons and as commodities. I'm currently raising another man's kid. He brings me closer to the missing part of my kids. Money is an issue, but my love for kids will overflow. Morning, Oskiji. It's time to move on to responding to the issues of absent fathers. My sister, it's very a trick question. And this is, the answer is not that simple. You find there are men that also, they were not raised by fathers, so they are, they are not sure how to react when they have kids. You have men that are deliberately uh, ignoring the fact that they have kids. You have women that are uh doing their all best to separate the kids from their fathers for the for their own reasons selfish reasons uh you have fathers that uh they want to spend time with their kids but due to the uh some reasons they cannot do that you have women that will stop fathers from having the relationship with their kids Good morning, KG and the brilliant team behind the scenes. I'm Donald in Rustenberg. As we are having this conversation, I'm deeply, deeply thinking. My heart is sore because I'm one of those absent fathers. I'm really, yeah, it's, 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 deep, it's painful. Morning, KG. Morning to, the, to your guest as well. It's an interesting topic indeed, but I think we must look both sides. What happens in any case that the mother doesn't want the father to be involved? What she does, she only poisons the child about the, the, the father that she doesn't want to be there. Whereas the father, maybe in, in, in some cases, want to be involved in the upbringing of their child. Some mothers are hell that you can't uh, come next to. They are hell. So what do you do? What do you do in those cases? Thank you. Maybe I'm not understanding the topic, but I believe that there are children who don't have fathers present in their lives because most of them maybe the, their mothers were teenagers when they had them. So they have the grandfather as the father figure. And that's the person who becomes their role model. So it's it's not given that because the, there's no father in the ch child's life, then they're going to go in a way what way. A father figure, I believe, is important in any boy's life. Maybe I'm not understanding the topic. I don't know. Debu here. Thanks, bye. I mean, I mean, there's no confusion, Debu. We're talking about the fact that two-thirds of children in South Africa grow up fatherless.
right? And 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 I I I I I agree that father figures are just as important as uh, fathers, but we shouldn't discard the value of the father. The father is important. Husiyami, you're a single father, and you write about uh, the dynamics of being a single father and how uh, that was perceived to almost be abnormal in the community that you live in to an extent where once uh, somebody called the police on you because they felt it's a bit strange because you raise a daughter as a single father. Tell me about your experience, particularly in relation to being a single father. Well, that's a very interesting one. Uh, let me talk about uh, me as a parent and as a father. Uh, if I might just share my little story. Uh, when my child was two years old, uh, we didn't see eye to eye with the mother of my child. Mm-hmm. And and that led to us separating. And then my daughter stayed with her mother for about two years. Mm-hmm. And then I was a father who was visiting by then. I was visiting going to check and uh, as a normal routine that a father would do. Uh, but uh, once, uh, as I was visiting, I discovered a lot of things that were happening in my child, mm-hmm. of which I don't want to go more on to them. No but problem. in short, I, yes, I, I took my child and then I decided to take my child to come and stay with me at the age of two. Mm-hmm. And believe me, I didn't know how to parent. I didn't know what it takes to do other things as a parent. And for me, what was important is to see my child next to me. I didn't care what was going to happen and all that. Mm-hmm. And when I get home, I still remember the first night. I, it was then, that was the night I'll never forget because I didn't know how to mix milk, how to measure milk how to warm the milk. Mm-hmm. But there's a person we call Google. I had to go to Google <laughs> and do the YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they showed me how to do all these things, how to change the nappy, and then how to go about on how uh, uh, when the child left to uh, every after two hours. Mm-hmm. Because I was sleeping with uh, the bed waiting. I know what it's like to change your child in the space of eight hours. Mm-hmm. Changing because once you are, uh, you leave the clothes, not changing them, automatically the, child, the chances of a child catching a, a cold are there. Then these are the things that Google helped me by then. And then uh, it, it, for me, it was a blessing. There's a caller that called and then he spoke about being a father is a blessing. Mm-hmm. For me, it was a blessing because I had an opportunity to see every little development that is taking place in my life. Mm. I know what it's like waking up in the morning and do breakfast. Mm, mm. I know what it's like. You, to you're, an and... you're, 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 you're an active dad. You're an active dad. And Zane said something very profound about fathers sometimes being there but not being there. Um, you know, yes. and, and uh, uh, said, you know, uh, on Monday they will commit, uh, the, you know, to one thing, commit to something else, uh, commit to everything in the world except committing to being present in the process and the emotional process of 
of raising children every day. But mm. I also want to talk about another kind of fatherhood that came through when we come back from break, that came through where somebody says, I'm, I'm raising another man's kid. And I find privilege in that because uh, that is mm. also an important function. Uh, some people call it step parenting or extra dad. There's many words uh, that people use. We'll talk about all of those when we come back as we find hopefully what will be avenues that are meaningful for change so that the children are the most prioritized more than even us, the parents. It's 10.52. It's in the way that... Hashtag SFM Talking Point. Morning, says KG. For me, I want to speak to myself. I've got a wife who I've got, got three kids and other two I found her with and I've got the third one is my child. And I supported all those children dearly and even the way they enjoy to be with me all this, every day, every now and time that I've been with them. But you reach the point where I've got retrenched. I tried everything just to survive, but not just everything. I was getting the piece job, whatever the job was come out, I wasn't choosing. I was just going and working, take the money back home. But now I reach a point where things getting rough and tough for me. And somebody turned back against me and all of a sudden I don't have an access even to those children and even my daughter. This thing is so painful and it's so unbearable. Since KG, one problem that exists is that there is an absent presence of fathers. That is one of the problems. And this thing of nuclear family, of emphasizing nuclear family, denies children fathers. Because if you we do not prioritize nuclear families, we would have grandfathers and uncles and so forth. Thank you. Hello, family. My name is Matthews. I'm in a situation where I am right now. I have a daughter. She's 14. She's in grade 8. She'll be doing grade 9 next year. The mother passed away. And I'm unemployed and uh, my in-laws for now that they're saying for now they'll take care of my daughter but uh, I don't believe that story because the way I see it even the way they call her nowadays things have changed they call her names nice names and my daughter and all those things I don't know if it's because of comfort or what, but uh, I don't know what's, what's going to happen. I'm really, I don't know what to do. So, I mean, clearly uh, money is uh, an issue for uh, a lot of fathers. Um, you know, one of the guests, uh, I mean, one of the voice notes talked of uh, fathers having an absence presence and uh, prioritizing the nuclear family uh, when, you know, the extended family can also help and mothers not giving access to children. What are the solutions, Zane? Uh, what should we be doing to make sure that we redefine this and arrest it in this generation so that we redefine lives for future generations? Well, for me, um, 
Kitabs, you've got to go all the way back to the root cause of the problem, and that is masculinity. Men are confused about manhood at the moment. Every culture, every creed, they are confused about what manhood is at the moment, and that is at the crux of this whole thing. You know, when you get uh, messaging like hashtag men are trash and toxic masculinity and that kind of thing, it really does affect man's, uh, men's, men's mental state. And I, 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 uh, uh, Josiami mentioned earlier about wounded men will wound, you know, or wounded fathers will wound. And I believe that masculinity is wounded in South Africa at the moment, that we're confused about what manhood and masculinity is all about. We're totally confused. And I think it starts there. If we can address those kind of issues, if we can address that kind of, you know, for me, a man in, in my house, my wife earns more money than me because I'm an actor mm. and she's in marketing. So she earns more money. It doesn't diminish my manhood. It doesn't diminish my masculinity. It doesn't diminish my role in the home, mm. you know. But for certain men, they've got to be the breadwinners. They've got to be, they, they must earn more than their wives. Or if they're, they're at home and the wife is, 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 is working, no wonder GBV has risen in the last couple of years mm, mm. in South Africa. It has skyrocketed because the only way men can somehow, and I'm not excusing it. I, in fact, it's, a, it's something we, we work uh, against together with our clients, uh, um, is, is, is to get men to understand that you can't use your physical strength to impose your masculinity. You know, uh, and that is the issue. And that's the only way they can express themselves sometimes. That, for me, is where we need to start. Before we can start with financial, before we can start with anything else, it's like, let's heal the masculine psyche in this nation. Let's speak to that. Mm. And then we will see things changing. Yeah. Husiame, what are the solutions? Uh, the, the solutions are very simple. As I was saying, I, I think there's a lot that is not done for men. We, we need programs. We need men to come together to address these issues. Because if you can see, when, when hotlines, uh, we, we discovered that there's a significant risk if a father is not present in the life of their children, uh, some of the things we spoke about them. Uh, because if you are not present in the life of your child, who's supposed to be? Yeah. Uh, who's suppo- because uh, for me, when I try to reach out to my father, <laughs> guess what? In short, uh, uh, because I'm still crying for my identity. We are crying for our identity out there. We, we, we can't even uh, because the people we are supposed to give each other, they are not there. And that is why I'm saying fathers must come back and take their responsibility and be uh, 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 the example that you want to see. And, and I like what my brother said right now. He says, uh, being a dad is the ability to make a child. But being a father is a qualification of being actively present in your reproduction, meaning fathering your kids. These are the things that we need to go back, as I said earlier, going back to the basics. Wow. Uh, thank you to the both of you. Uh, you know, the time completely ran away with us. But thank you. Zane, by the way, where's your book available? My book is available through my organization at the moment because it's, um, you'll find it in the odd exclusive books, but you can get, they can get it through the Fatherhood Foundation of South Africa uh, on our website, Fatherhood Foundation of South Africa. Order the books there and we'll have it delivered to you. Um, 
the price will include a, a delivery fee. And, yeah. Thank you. Thank you to the both of you. And, uh, you know, to the fathers, uh, just remember there's a day that the children will grow and they will ask, where were you? Why weren't you there for me? Do everything. And I know it's hard and I know you fight all kinds of forces. You fight uh, the mothers sometimes that won't give you access uh, or you fight the issue of the money. Uh, but uh, just remember that you have to be able to give a profound answer to your child when they ask why were you not there. Do everything everything in your might and your power to be there because in all of us is a need to have a mommy and a daddy. It's 11.01. It's time for the news. Luanda Maum is standing by. Independent and impartial.